you know, and then he started talking more shit. And I interrupted him again. I was like, look at my fucking face and come and see me afterwards. Welcome everybody to the ASAP podcast, another serious podcast. Um, before we get started, we're going to talk about our sponsors, airsoftc3.com. Uh, sign up for free. Get yourself uh, signed in into the – sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> Maybe I should have some booze. Airsoftc3.com. Sign up for free. Go on the website and use the, the multiple of different tools that they have to offer. Uh, stay connected in your community. Um, next up, we have Enola, Enola Gay. Uh, smoke grenades, EG. Um, use ASAP15 on their website for any and all textile products, smoke products within the U.S. and get 15% off. Um, and then Overwatch Tactics. Um, so that's going to be our, our sponsor segment right there. And then myself, my name is Punk. We got Cole, the Airsoft Bandit. How do? We've got, we've got our host, Derek Campbell of MoGuns. Yo, what's up? And then Two Tall Tom is uh, filling in for us for Corey and Carl. They are out right now. So um, Tom is our guest host for this episode. Well, hi to ho, everybody. Uh, this is going to be our Copperhead After Action Report. Um, we are going to be just basically, you know, complimenting and shit-talking the entire weekend that we had. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Hopefully it'll be a 50-50 poop and praise. Yeah. Praise. Yeah. You gotta try and strike that balance. Gotta have a balance. Gotta gotta have. What episode is this, by the way? Is this episode 14? fourteen? You schmuck. This is. I lost fourteen. Holy fuck! We got twenty-one people in the chat actually watching. Holy Remember, shit. guys, if we yeah. get fifty, we still have an Enola Gay uh, swag bag to give away. They let us do one, just kind of impromptu, because Darren's that kind of dude. He and Chris had pulled me aside. I was like, hey. Find some random kid to give some shit to. This is separate from the 50 viewer giveaway. And they gave that kid some real cool stuff. I think it was like a flag, some flat banger pouches, a bunch of, a couple shirts, gloves. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's a legit swag bag. So be sure and share the crap out of this so we can hit 50 and give one of you fuckers one. We got to get 50 live viewers in order to do the giveaway. So. so we can just give it to ourselves. Yeah. Just get some, get like, tag like th- two or three people and get them in there. Um, don't Tag forget that relative that doesn't even know you play airsoft and has no idea what exactly. this is. So, um, go over on our, I was going to say, hold up real quick, because we got to start promoting ourselves, go over to our Instagram ASAP podcast and give us a follow, um, and follow us here on Facebook. And, um, yeah. All right. I was going to say, so, uh, oh dude, Matt, I'm not part of, uh, guardian tees. So I can definitely win a ticket. <laughs> I just sell shit for him. I'm not part of Guardian Tees. Um, anyway, so I figured we'd start off with we'll, we go third. We go trip down Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just kind of do it in order. Does that jive with everybody else? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. So sounds uh, like a plan. At least for me, the most fun part about these things is usually the trip. Like going down because it was fuck. It was what should have been a 12, 13 hour trip for us because I had to pick up Punk at the airport at like. 5 a.m., me and my buddy Fritz, uh, turned into a 20-hour drive or some shit like that. It was yeah. ridiculous. Cause we were we were fucking around for like six hours before they finally made it into Fort Worth, and then we get going. And 
an unforeseen consequence of this is we stopped and we got food and gas and whatnot, and I didn't go to the restroom because I'd just gone to the restroom like an hour ago. Three hours into our trip, all of a sudden I got to piss, and it's too early <laughs> into the trip to stop, right? And there, there is video evidence, evidence of this, unfortunately, which I'm sure Punk will find some way to embarrass me with. Hey. So Punk's in the back seat. Fritz is in the front seat. I'm like, fuck, dude, I've really got to go. I'm about to pop. And where Woodcock is driving 90 goddamn miles an hour <laughs> with a trailer that very clearly says speed limit 55 on the motherfucker. Like, he's not supposed <laughs> to be doing this. He's weaving in and out of traffic. He's fucking, he's, this dude's gone. I'm trying everything I can to keep up. So I can't stop. Was, so I can't There were several times that we thought he was going to push himself off the road. Dude, we thought he was going to die. So I, I look at Fritz and I go, I need a piss bottle. And he hands me one of the bigger Gatorade bottles and he grabs the steering wheel with one hand, grabs the oh shit handle with the other hand to keep himself straight. I kind of prop myself up and to the left and I stick it in and I start trying to pee. Well, this bottle fills up a lot faster than I thought it was going to. <laughs> so we're going like 85 down the highway and I look down and all of a sudden I have a full bottle of piss and still a half full bladder. So I roll the window down and just fucking pour this thing out the window. I'm going 85 miles an hour. So what do you think happens? Just a spray of piss. <laughs> it's the whole side of my fucking truck. And the and we're all just screaming, just ah! <laughs> the entire fucking time. I pull it back in. I was like, I gotta go what's left, I gotta go what's left. Fill it up about another halfway, and then I just throw the bottle out. And behind us, whenever I'm just pouring this bottle out, I hear this fifth wheel just lock its tires up, just burp, 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 burp. Because he had the good sense to see what was happening about 200 feet back and just slow and get into the other fucking lane. <laughs> so that was, that's my most memorable uh, moment from the trip down. There's a, there's a bunch more. We, we, we did all kinds of goofy shit. We had a, at one point when Fritz was driving through El Paso, we had a trailer in front of us, like broke and just came off the back of like a big old, like half ton trailer, full steel trailer broke and just full, like came off the back of the fucking truck in front of us. That shit was wild. Yeah, that one. We also passed a um, a semi truck trailer full of um, ladders on fire. Burning ladders. Burnt like just burning ladders. That it didn't look like there was any kind of uh, anything that would have ignited it. Um, I, lo yeah. I love the footage you got from that though. I did. So um, one of the things I got, and we'll we'll put it up on our Instagram. Um, yeah, we, as we're driving by, you can see this huge plume of smoke coming off in the distance. And I was like, this is, I mean, at the very least, it's a bad car accident and I'm going to record it anyway. So <laughs> I had my I had my camera ready to go. <clears throat> and I just, I when we passed it, I filmed it in slow motion. And you can see just this fireball coming off the back end. And it was just an interesting thing to random... Yeah, like who, who the fuck knew that ladders could catch on fire? The, what we're guessing is it was the fiberglass ladders, and they used a bunch of like cardboard in between, and they probably reflected or some shit and set it up. But anyways, we saw a bunch of goofy shit on the way down, and then we we pulled in what like Thursday, like ten, eleven p.m. something like that, like early enough that we started drinking. Yeah, <laughs> early enough that we started drinking instead of uh, instead of going to bed like we should have. Ellis is wanting to show the video. Yeah, it's good. We're gonna so when we figure out how to do intro videos and videos, like we gotta we gotta get with uh Rob from Falcon and figure out what kind of fucking voodoo he's doing because I just spent an hour screaming at my computer to just do what I wanted it to do. 
and it it, it didn't it didn't it was bullshit yeah bullshit. we are clearly amateurs on this one but carl and yeah. i's trip down was uneventful we just listened to a book the trip back was significantly more eventful oh, in, we'll get to that in a bad way <laughs> what about what about you, oh shit did you fly or did you like how'd you get down there are you talking no, to Tom. Tom? Yeah. Tom. Oh, yeah. No, so I, I drove. I drove in uh, my first leg from Utah into Vegas um, and went to hook up with all my friends in Vegas, Omar, and then uh, Darren from Anola Gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, went down there. I like breaking that trip up a little bit. So it was uneventful. You know what I mean? As far as drive goes, like it was uh, kind of wholesome. And then from there, we <sighs> headed and applied. Apply you know, we had a 13-year-old kid in the car. So it was basically Disney songs. And playing, uh, you know, Uno, no, 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 uh, urine out the side of the window at 85 miles an hour or anything else like that. Like, well, Dominic, we, Dominic is far too smart and mature to ever be in that situation. That kid, dude, he's so cool. Was, yeah, he's a he's a, a very very bright young man for sure. Like, he's definitely one cool. of those players that if we treat him right and do some things, he'll do some. He'll have a lot of fun with him and his dad playing the game. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that uh, happening there. But yeah, very uneventful as far as the trip down goes. Didn't see any elk. I was looking. I saw lots and lots of border patrol when we came in uh, Thursday night. Yes, they were. They were. They were down there in force. So that was about the most exciting thing. But I swear, every year when you get off the freeway there to start heading towards Playas, that road right there, that last leg coming in, seems like it takes four. Ever. So did you guys take yeah. the highway down and then go across, or did you take the back way the whole way? Because I'm actually convinced that that back road is faster than taking the highway down and then cutting in. Yeah, we went ahead and uh, uh, went ahead and uh, took the highway off and then went ahead and did the roundabout way as opposed to coming in through uh, Lordsburg okay. and then going in straight in. Hey, guys in the chat, we're at 30. We need uh, 31. We need to get to 50 so we can do this EG giveaway. We've got John McCaleb, okay. Anthony Patton, Robert Fritz. Tim Green, we got a bunch of fuckers in here that I actually know. Oh. What's up, nerds? How you derps doing? How y'all doing today? You're looking real saucy, real spicy. <laughs> Some y'all need a shower. So, uh, I guess the next order of business would have been Friday, which is waking up with a mild hangover, uh, throwing on a Hawaiian shirt, and going out. I was. We had a we had a house full of people that puked. Oh, Thursday like, was it? So it was th- I, I, my memory's a little hazy. Was Thursday night the beer pong night, or was that Friday? Was that Thursday, Thursday night. Beer pong. Yeah, Thursday uh, night was everyone just went all out because you had Friday to recover. Yeah, and then um, Friday we, every, I wake up, I'm fine. We all, you know, we roll. We went at it. Well, but, so Thursday night, uh, Corey and I were undefeated at beer pong. We and Chris Seltz made the mistake of coming over and trying to play from the Falcon debrief, and we almost made him die. I didn't I even try. Happy. I saw you. I was already on on the edge uh, by the time the beer pong started. And I watched your first round uh, call. Dead. I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I love how the live video starts and it's like drain, drain, balls back, drain, drain. Lucas is like bitching and moaning, just drinking his cups. Cass is laughing in the background, saying all kinds of goofy shit. Oh yeah. Then, by the way, um, if anybody who hasn't played with Cass, Cass is like. <laughs> <laughs> Cass easily is the the highlight of almost every story that will oh, probably dude. be told today. He was at the epicenter of all of it. Oh, it's just continuous and, um, fuckery with that kid. It's nuts. Uh, so the best way you can describe Cass as a force multiplier on your side is 
is when Iron Man says to Loki, we have a Hulk. We have a cast. We have a cast. And and that's just, I want to preface that before we start yeah, going into something. You're going to hear, story. especially Saturday and Sunday, you're going to hear a lot of goofy shit about that boy. Oh boy, he's a spicy boy. <laughs> Everyone was a spicy boy with this fucking man. So Friday was Friday was just melting at the booth for a couple of hours. Yeah, pretty uneventful. Corey, and, if, if you came by Guardians, Corey was dead. Yeah, Corey was, Corey was dead. He was. Yeah, you guys did kill Corey. There's pictures yeah. of me. I was dead in the room. I left at like two and took a nap. So yeah, no, yes. Corey was asleep at his own booth. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately that was the first AMS event that I didn't like even break even um, setting my booth at, and I blame the heat. It was just too hot for well, people to be shopping there, around. I was gonna say there was no one walking around vendor row. Yeah, I mean maybe we just got there at a weird time. It was hot. Every, everyone was in the shade. People would show up to registration and then they'd go find shade. They'd burn down that signature list and be like, "Fuck this!" Well, not only that, but like they we were. I don't know. Like people were in safety briefs most of the day, so yeah. Yeah, but it did. It did. It feel like there's nobody there. It really did. Uh, and one of the coolest parts about Copperhead is the fact that you've got all, I guess, all the cool kids are in houses on this like just murder row. It's just a block party. <laughs> it's just it's a massive That's all it block is. party because we had Overwatch directly across the street. Whatever God thought that was an appropriate thing to do was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch. Water the guys oil Overwatch over there, man. Were very kind to me. They were very good. They were very kind. <laughs> so, uh, and then Friday night we had the dam. Friday night was the dam. Let's. Uh, so, uh, Derek, you and Tom's are the only ones that did the dam. Tom's, you were were you a role player? Because I know you're doing live fire or blank fire. Rather. Yeah, I was doing blank fire. I was a role player for the for the dam mission. As far as that goes, I was basically uh, security for the party and uh, also for the VIP. So. Okay. That, that was my objective anyway. Well, all right. So, Derek, let's, I guess, let's start with you and give us your actual experiences. I'm too poor to A, afford the damn, and I'm damn sure too broke to afford nods. If anybody so. also wants to invite anybody from AMS or any AMS loyals, bring got, them in. We've definitely got some. We've got John McCaleb's in here. He's the UFS CEO. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely want to have a, it's not, this isn't, this isn't, I mean, a, course probably coming from me it's going to sound like oh we want to shit on your parade no um, sounds like I, you want to bring them in here <laughs> i do, well, do like, want to bring them in because i think a discussion is um a discussion is is good to have so i don't want anybody to be hiding away from anybody's words so yeah there we go get jp in here get get them in here but yeah so i guess kick it off Derek. what was your experience so uh i've been to four dams uh yeah yeah four or five at this point. Um, I always really loved the Copperhead damage because the AO was so cool. Like the first year I did it, it was at a totally separate site up in the mountains called Afghan Village, which unfortunately AMS doesn't use it anymore, but it's really cool. It's like super authentic looking little Afghan mud village just yeah. way out in the mountains. Like it looks like uh, it's really it cool. Looks, it's cool. It's a ways out there. But the last couple of years, they haven't done that because it's cost prohibitive. They've said so. Uh, where do I start? 
Uh, the briefing, I always really like the briefing at uh, the Copperhead Dance because you go into the same room where there's the safety brief and then everyone's all kitted up at night vision all over the place. And you got like the helmets um, in a row with the knobs. Uh, helmets and everyone's just jerking each other off over everyone's different <laughs> night vision. Like, ooh, you got this mod. It's, it's that for a good hour. I can hear the male moaning from the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, at least 20% of the fun of the Copperhead Dance. You walk dance. by the door and all you hear is... <laughs> It's just you walk in the door, you throw the night vision down, and you just start unzipping pants. And $100,000 worth of jerking each other off. Well, hell, I'll pay 150 bucks for that, son of a bitch. I know, you missed it. But the briefing was really cool for the dam this year. Uh, they wanted to do like an FBI uh, kind of raid. So everyone sat down, the lights went out, and they're handing out these cards with these uh, wanted posters for the individuals that we're going to go and capture. And they posted up on the screen. A map, which is just a, a close-up of part of the regular AO, that was four buildings. There's building one and two, and then they cross the street, and then three and four. And we we could see which buildings it was. A uh, number of us had various, like the Maprika apps, and we're plugging in the buildings and the apps to make sure we, we hit the right buildings. Hold on to that. That'll come in later. <laughs> well, wait, there's more. But wait. So that was really cool. Like, it was really uh, got the immersions up as they're talking about the, the H, uh, HVT hit list and their known associates and pictures of them and how we had to capture them. And they thought they could be in certain houses and that houses. And they distributed out kits like uh, simulated flex fluffs. And to preface, Excuse you me. need the for voice. this because it's dark as shit. There's no light. Oh, oh yeah. We actually. Um, uh, this year leading up to the dam, we had a group chat with everyone that had signed up for it, and a number of people group funded uh, nods for the people that didn't have them to rent them. Was it was so, it David Lee that was leading that? Yeah, yeah, it was that David Lee that, that led that, so good for him. He made sure that everyone that stepped off had night vision, which to my knowledge was the first time that's ever happened with the dam, and it definitely made a difference when you didn't have people just shining lights walking around and everyone screaming at them to turn the lights off. <laughs> Excuse me with my voice. My head's all clogged up. I got something awesome in New Mexico. You're Good. damn right you did. Ah, uh, see that. So we step off. Uh, we load up in the hot trailer. We drive to the AO. We step off. We're split up into two teams. Um, we establish this basic security around the place, and then we flip open our little phones to see which buildings we're supposed to hit. Okay. This building is building one. So we stack up, we breach it, we go in, there's no one in there. And we're also given satchel charges. We're only given uh, four satchel charges for each building. We're told that once the building was clear, you place a satchel charge in the building to blow it up. So we go through, we clear it, there's nothing there. Uh, we come out and we push to the next building, um, only to discover that uh, that wasn't the building we were supposed to hit, the first one. And so we had to run back and go get that satchel charge for the correct one. And I'm like, man, I could have sworn, could have sworn we marked that right on the map of, of which building we were going to hit. And what was cool with uh, the second building, which is actually the first, was they had an actual breach charge. So they had stone go up to the front and someone that worked at the facility came and had an actual rectangular shape. Yeah. Yep. Breach charge put on the wall. And blew it and went in and cleared it and that was all cool shot some guys in there 
uh, you know, the smell of gunpowder and screaming in the close quarters is definitely fun. And then did SSE, just grabbing whatever bullshit we could find and stuffing it into packs. Yanking TVs off the wall and shit. Just... Exactly. Of course, we also did that in the first building, which we weren't supposed to be in. But we didn't know this. So we're just, we're like pouring shit into bags. Like, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the range officer's house. <laughs> it's like hog tied in the corner. You guys are just taking shit. Um, so, so what after that? So then uh, we moved on to the second house. Uh, and then the first house blew. There's the fake pyrotechnics that blew, and that was cool. And then in the second house, there uh, the other team breached, and Zane was in there, which I thought was cool. He was a casualty. So where his stump was, they had put uh, like blown-off pants and a whole bunch of fake blood, and we had to treat him like a casualty, which was cool. Thankfully, we brought a litter, so we put him on and had someone else uh, decide to play medic for him. And what was cool is that some of the admins were medics and were walking, uh, walking him through how to do it, how to triage, and how to manage a patient. Uh, the biggest complaint with that, and that this was an issue throughout the night, is that a lot of people who sign up for the dam don't want to play medic. They want to play uh, trigger puller BB hero. So as soon as there's a body to pick up that requires four people, people just scatter. Gone. <laughs> I don't want to do <laughs> that work. Exactly. I grabbed a corner, and a couple times, like we were pointing at people, you come here. Pick, grab this corner. He's like, no, I got to go with my squad. And then he just left the house. <laughs> just, it was awful. Oh, I'm like, dude, help me. Like, ah, it's, I would. No, man, I got to stay with my homies. With my squads. They're over here. Stack nothing on the house and not bridge. Yeah, my dad's here to pick me up, man. I got to go. <laughs> uh, so that was great. That took way longer. It took like five minutes just to get four people. There's like 30 people for the dam. It took five people just to get four volunteers to pick up Zane. Um, so we finally get him picked up and put him outside. And we were told by admins, okay, uh, set up a casualty collection point. You need to move him. So I go, okay. So we pick him up, and the guy who is uh, volunteered as medic, like, okay, we'll have, uh, we'll put casualties on the side of this building that we just cleared. So we pick him up, and we walk around. And as we're walking around, we see there's pyrotechnics on the ground that we're carrying Zane over that we didn't know were there. And then we're um, colorfully told by admin, no, don't put them here. Take them back somewhere else. So then we had to pick them back up again, walk carefully, walk around the we, pyrotechnics. I know you already we lost one foot, Zane, but would you like to use another real quick or a different <laughs> appendage maybe? Let's just drop so, you on the shape charge real fast. But we didn't know that was there. That was the like, gee, what are these wires on the ground? Oh, so we finally take him to a point, and then there's another casualty, and we set up a casualty collection point behind the first building that we uh, established. And this is where I'd say, thanks, the wheels kind of start falling off the wagon at this point in terms of our cohesion. So we had a casualty collection uh, point set up that we had two people at. Uh, it was me and then like a couple other guys at the CCP, and then everyone else moved across the street to move to the other buildings they're shooting. Um, and then I had a breach, and so I was called up to the second building to uh, drop some debt cord. And I turned to one of my other guys that was at the CCP. I was like, okay, um, we'll send some more guys back here. Just just stay with the casualties because you can't just leave them on the ground. And everyone else wanted to play BB Hero. Uh, so 
all but a few had left. So we go to do that, um, and we clear that out, and it was fine. And then we get to the party scene, which was interesting. Uh, and somehow through the several breach charges, this uh, group uh, in the middle of all the buildings, there's a group of role players that are just having a party that didn't seem to care about um, us literally blowing buildings up and setting off pyrotechnics until we walked up. <laughs> I thought it was part of the party, man. That's, that's, that's what that's, I thought. Yeah. That's, I'm like, this is how throw down. The party right there. Strapped as fuck, dude. <laughs> When we first set off the the first explosion, was like, oh, everyone's gonna go, like freak out and they're gonna run in all directions. We're gonna have to go find them. Like, no, everyone's just like laughing and drinking. Like, okay, that makes that makes things easier for us. Um, so that happens. That was mass confusion because we we're trying to. We we're told that the role players would be physical with us, but a lot of people didn't know like how physical. So they just kind of walk up and like put a hand on it. Like I'm searching you. Was it it like a, was it like a middle school prom? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Just like awkwardly putting a hand on. And then some people just just went around and push you to the ground. So that was fun. I tried my hand on that and uh, I had a two point sling on my gun. And I was losing, and at one point I found the sling around my neck and the other guy trying to pull the sling to try and shoot someone else. So I was all... <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the ground, but that was cool. And then after several minutes of just mass confusion with the party and uh, searching for HVTs and people just running around and shooting, it was all organization or communication just went out the window once people tried to start wrestling the other role players. And then we were told, okay, we need to get back to the truck. It's like, okay, again, there's two more casualties. I grab a corner and look up. Everyone else is just sprinting towards the truck away. So that took another five minutes just to try and find someone to uh, pick up some more, some more casualties to get them there. Um, And we're getting up on the the truck and uh, someone else is doing a head count, making sure we have everyone and realize, Oh wait, we're short. Uh, and there's still casualties at the casualty collection point. We need to go get them. And as we, uh, they got a whole nother squad, I'd say another like five volunteers to head back to the casualty collection point to get the people and to get the casualties. Admin told us, no, get on the truck. <laughs> but we left somebody. Man, fuck that, that dude. Get on the truck. Exactly. That's what like. We left someone. We need to go get Wait, them. Didn't, no, didn't Woodcock say he was the one driving the truck? No wonder he didn't want to fucking stop. He wanted to drive 90 miles an hour down a dirt road with a trailer full of assholes in it. Uh, so, yeah, we went. Uh, and then we get back to the Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, hold up, hold up. Was it Quadnod you left behind? Yes. Look at that. No, because his options at that point, everyone else had left. So he's like, I leave the casualties. Or I stay here and, and watch them and continue to check on them. And one of the other admins was there and made sure that you had to continually check on the other shit. So that was great. And and that was it. And then during the AAR, uh, when we said, yo, we did the head count and we realized we left someone behind and we went to go get them, we were told no. But then we were told you left people behind. <laughs> so that was a little confusing. On that part, it was fun. I had a good time, but it felt a lot more. I feel like there are too many, uh, too many cooks in the kitchen for the scenario that they set up, and that because basically just uh, searching a couple of houses didn't require thirty people, and I think because of that, everyone was trying to get their trigger time, and so people were literally like tri- tripping over each other getting into the buildings, 
So like a, a little, a little like outside interaction first, like thin in the herd a little bit before yeah. people got yeah. into the buildings. Just, like, uh, so. like widen, widen the area of operation for it. A little bit more or of a search. Because we had two separate squads, or yeah. if we would just, um, if admin would have sent two different squads up each side of the street, it would well, have. It and would I, have I bet with all the pyro they had, they really had to limit where you guys could go. And, and that was another go. thing is that uh, there are several times we'd be like, let's move, let's get on this corner, let's move around. And we're told, no, you can't. We need to wait for the pyro, which I can understand when you're dealing with pyro, you have to worry about safety first and all that but the, the the pyro really slowed down the flow of the game and that every time we'd move we'd have to stop and wait and get everyone collected and wait for the pyro to go off and then we could move on to the next one yeah. but i'm curious to hear i'm curious to hear your take on it uh tom as as a role player and how things how things operated so while his story sounded like it like only took like a couple of minutes to actually do this mission. It took four oh, hours. Oh yeah. Four hours to complete the damn mission Friday night in Copperhead. So that just says, you know, Hey, come on as a player, let, let's, uh, before I get into the story a little bit, we'll, we'll let's help the community here a little bit. You are ready to go do the mission. When you show up at Copperhead, you're not ready to plan the mission at Copperhead. Do you know what I mean? Like you should already have all this stuff set to go and uh, run out the door as far as that goes. Um, but overall, let's let's talk about that experience of what the damn mission was exactly. What was interesting was to hear Derek's point of view because that's the first time that I heard uh, somebody's point of view other than a role player side uh, on that end of things. So the so it was like okay, well I got to watch it all and see what was going on over there. And yeah, it's just like, Derek, I'm really surprised that nobody would have hadn't ran away at the first explosion. Yeah, it's just another crazy Friday night in Playa New Mexico. It happens all the time, right? As far as the role-playing goes. But, um, you know, basically, our whole objective there, they gave us uh, specific scenarios to go ahead and complete. That's usually how a damn mission works. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's a lane or a ride Scripted. at that point. Yeah, it's scripted. Like, you're going to go ahead and counter this and so on and so forth. And I think this year's, compared to last year's, the way that they did the pyrotechnics and and how they had to clear it out for safety and, and how that was not as well orchestrated. And that's what took some of the time uh, with the pyrotechnics because we want everybody to be safe. Do you feel you like know, over, overcomplication kind of slowed everything down a lot? Like, maybe they could have tried to weed a couple of things out just for brevity's sake or just for sure sake. sure but i also think that hindsight's 2022 as well you know what i mean it's like okay um you know what was different about this year's compared to like last year is that once you completed a mission and moved off the pyrotechnics were set off it wasn't it wasn't like the pyrotechnics were in the way or that there were people in the way there there was continuing evolving gameplay where it was like okay we left this area now yeah. it's blowed up where this one was not that way it seemed like it was too close and too tight uh, to set off the pyrotechnics to give it that smooth flow, you know. And when you're dealing with, I don't know how many uh, uh, players actually participated in the dam. Derek would probably have to tell me on that one, or John could, I, or I somebody. Say it was it was around thirty. So I mean, you got a long snake. You know, you got thirty players with a long snake kind of cruising along and, and doing some things that way. So um, my whole goal was to let two of the buildings get blown up once they cleared them out across the street that's when i went ahead and started engaging targets and that's when i started going cyclic with my 
blank fire rifle. I went ahead and fired about 400 rounds in about 20 minutes, you know, as far as, as that end of things goes. And, uh, you know, eventually I got shot. I went down, they shot me in the leg. I'm hit. I'm injured. Um, somebody kind of semi secured my, my weapon. And then I got back to it, crawled over to it, fired in the air. Everybody kind of looked at me like, what was that? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I pretty much just killed all you guys because I got my weapon again. And then they really made sure. So didn't that... one of them walk off with it? Yeah, they really made sure it was secure. <laughs> yeah. like, man, fuck this dude. I'm taking this with me. Yeah, they were like exactly that. Like, fuck this dude. So <laughs> at, at the end of it, you know, we started messing with everybody, getting physical, doing things like that to get player immersion involved, to 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 get that dispel of reality for a minute you know to have that escape like wow this is that's that's the ultimate goal as a role player is that in that brief time that you forget about reality and you're like wow this is this is i'm suspended in this alternate reality that they've created for me as far as that goes so you know as many problems this is one of the other things that i do want to mention i want to appreciate everybody that took the time to come down there and hang out for four hours for the damn mission with the party yeah. invitations and things like that. That's something that I wish American Milson would have done differently as for those guys is they didn't have chips, snacks, drinks, beverages, or anything else like that, like a real party, you know what I mean? And done a little bit nicer there because we were basically donating time and, and doing that. You, you didn't have any food or drink while you were waiting? I had water with me because I brought water, but they didn't have any refreshments or anything. It was a shitty party. What can I say? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was advertised as a party to everyone. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. And yeah, uh, I, I remember when I would see, start seeing like a lot of the invitations pop up on on Instagram and like your usual, you know, IG follower account. Hey, check out my sweet VIP party pass. You know, and you're like, oh man, this is gonna be fucking awesome and and whatnot and. And they didn't even have chips or, or salsa. Um, not even. Yeah, I know. Not even a, a, any white claw. That's fucked yeah. up. Well, <laughs> no, or some now, to be dip. fair, to be fair, there was not a claw within like 400 miles. We found out when we stopped <laughs> fucking El Paso. No, and that's because summer isn't over yet, and white girls got to get their lydium. So, like, that's we all know why. We tried. We thought it'd be hysterical to have Cass's big black ass drinking white claws the entire fucking weekend, but we, alas, we can only find one. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't we, find any. Also, it wasn't high enough alcohol content for him. He would have crushed those in like. Well, at least he would have stayed hydrated. Yeah, at least he would have stayed hydrated, which I think is a story uh, of uh, our lives for that event. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, after the after um, the dam's over, they load up in the truck, they head back up. I start looking for my gun. Typically. What I see is I'll see players go ahead and take a gun, set it up against the wall, move it away, do something, you know, courteous or so. But uh, nope, they really that was a war trophy. He was taking that, that They home. were like, I'm like, I'm taking this shit home. So uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So after I looked around for about a good 10, 15 minutes, I got on with JP and says, hey, man, my firearm's missing. I need to know where the hell my firearm's at. Like, this is not good no. at this point. No. And uh, and this is the thing. It's like, typically, I would not let that out of my sight or go off of my person, but I'm allowing you to search me. I'm allowing you to basically, you know, ha have your way with me to go ahead and, and, and get immersed in that moment. You had good faith with airsofters and right. unsurprisingly you were betrayed. 
And, and uh, I don't know why I keep doing this after 26 years. You think I've learned my lesson, you know, like maybe this group will be different. You know, I have to play it as like, that's what happens. So word to the wise after it got finished, went back up. Somebody said that they had it, went up there, walked right up, searched, went into the room where they did the briefing for the AAR, looked at all the tables, started looking for my firearm. As soon as I spotted it, walked over to my firearm. It goes, who stuffs this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is my stuff. Whose gun's this? Kid behind me. Oh, yeah, I unloaded it and took out the mag and stuff. Oh, are you the one that picked this up? Don't ever take anybody's personal property from them. Period. <sighs> ever. Don't do that ever. So, how bad, did the that, wise. How, bad did the, how bad did the shit in his pants smell? <laughs> yeah, well you towered over him <laughs> well i kept myself nice calm and cool collected but i was hot chris chris from manila gay when i came back to the house later that night says i have never seen you that upset and i'm like yeah well i it's it's not good you basically stole a firearm yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not good with a functioning gat that's nothing good about not that. good it's not good that's about that at all yeah so i didn't think that i would have to Tell somebody, like, you know, hey, don't take somebody's personal stuff, but it's airsoft as far as that goes. But so, it's airsoft. But it's airsoft. So um, with hindsight 2020 happening again is that I will probably just die and keep that type of blank fires firmly attached now, to my body if, in the future. A situation they could do, if you'd allow it, could they just take the mag out and clear it and then leave the gun with you, and that would be sufficient as having confiscated sure. it? And I think this is, I, I think so too. And I think this is a lack of like having procedures put in place before they step off. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen if we encounter a combatant. We're going to search them. We're going to take the firearm. We're going to take the mag out. We're going to put it 15 feet away from them approximately or put it in, in the same room just away from their body. If they're still alive, then we need a plastic cuff them. If they're dead, they're dead. You can ask them, hey, are they dead? You know, I think that's the scenario of a walkthrough. Well, um, and like you said, this was news. That was something they hadn't really prepared I'm trying to, for, hadn't anticipated for. Trying to think of right. the person in that person's head and be like, oh, look, an actual firearm. Let me Should see I, A, set this down, B, take it with me, or C, set it down? <laughs> <laughs> How about set it down? How, and not to mention B. Everybody there is wearing night vision goggles. It's going to see you carrying a fucking firearm back to wherever it is that you came from that you didn't get there with. This so, mine now. This mine now. Yeah, this mine now. Like two tall Tom war trophy right here. I killed him. I killed him. Uh, the, the, the whole wild part of that, the second part, is after I went ahead and actually fired off some more rounds straight up in the air, I just laid the gun down. And like I was like dying in the last throes of death, and it took a whole thirty seconds to somebody come over. Oh, he's got a gun, and then they shoot me, <laughs> and then they light me up, and I'm not even in an aggressive, aggressive position. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll be dead now for real. Like I got lit up real good. There was a lot uh, on of that side of things. One hundred shit going on at, at Copperhead this year. Yeah, it was it was bad this year. It, it was, and uh, as far as as far as the damn issue goes excellent idea um i i thought that the party thing how that was all set up just the execution on it could be done a little bit differently and trying to plan that at the event is not the time to be planning you need to be ready to execute that mission here this is what we're going to do these are the sops go for it you know what i mean and was it was I, it not 
was it planned at the game? Oh, it was very loose planning. It was very, Ooh. very loose planning. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like uh, mm. uh, on that side of things and what I was involved in directly, but maybe it was different. On the inside, you know, they had an idea of how they wanted to do it and, and do some things there. And I think some little changes in that scenario would have been, it would have been really good. Mm. It would have been really good. Same. But I really like the concept of going after, I liked all the prep they did beforehand, like the pictures of the HVTs and passing it around and going after to try and capture guys. I thought it was a really cool concept. I think so too. I think it just needs to be better uh, oriented with the pyrotechnics. Uh, also the full, the flow through of what we're briefing, how, how that's going in there. I mean, we can't just have an hour long jerk session about how awesome quad knots are. You know what I mean? In, in the briefing well, to jump the, off. The, 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 the whole idea of these dams is the players are supposed to have a plan too, right? You guys right. Well, we, we did. Um, and that was the thing is that there was the group chat and we did have a, we, um, we didn't know what was going on until the morning. All we knew in the group chat leading up to it was that we would be capturing these individuals so uh, before it in our group chat, we had organized the two main teams, I guess, and that was the extent of it because we didn't we didn't know anything else. Yeah, they, was it Mike Tyson? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. Yeah, y'all guys got exactly square in the balls with pyro. Well, they had to carry they they had to carry freaking what's Zane? his name the Zane's, uh, yeah. Zane's a big Zane boy too. Yeah, he's a thick boy. <laughs> He's yeah, a thankfully, we brought a litter. He's a heavy So man. I had a, had a collapsible litter in my backpack that just yeeted that out. Because otherwise, that would have been, been a whole nother, uh, whole nother thing to deal with, well, carrying so, dudes without a litter so and not dropping a, them. Kind of a hot take. You know, pluses, minuses, and then we'll move on to Saturday, I suppose. Uh, pluses, I liked, I liked the briefing. I liked the basic concept of it. It's just, I feel like there were too many people for the area that we were allotted. And the pyro gave, gave us no freedom of movement. Because every time we would try and move or try and maneuver, we'd be told, no, you have to stack up on this corner and wait for the pyro. So I would rather there not be any pyro, but give us the freedom of movement to actually be able to adapt and attack it how we want. Down. Yeah, I, I just think better organization uh, in advance on both sides uh, would make for a better product that the players get to participate in, not only for themselves, but also for that game scenario, making memories uh, on that side of thing. Overall, I think it was a good plan. It just it just need it just needed some more execution. I think that's all that really needed yeah. to happen. And uh, I, I mean, I had a long talk with Corey um, Saturday night. Sunday morning about it and, and things like that. And maybe the dams need to change a little bit direction, you know, as far as that I'm goes, maybe it's here. They tried something new. Yeah. That's, the you know, uh, yeah, I think so too as well, but uh, you know, that's the positive is that it was fun. I think players had fun. I just, uh, you know, shorter time frame to reiterate it again and just to uh, have a little bit more planning. And I think it'd be awesome. I really, I really do. I think that player experience would be a lot of fun for a lot of players. Okay. Cool. On to Saturday. Saturday. So our our Saturday started with my newfound drink of choice at Ops, which is the Natty Light Natterdays, which is a oh the Natterdays. It's a strawberry fucking lemonade beer, and it's my new favorite thing in the world. Like I picked this up. I thought it was just like a different colored can, and to like crack that bitch open at like seven in the morning. <laughs> yep, out of the out of the cat cooler before the game started. And we uh. 
so we all you know we all get kitted up when we're going to the game now I, I wish and I tried to figure out a way to play this clip for you guys in the middle of the episode. Um, and I could probably do it if you guys could bear with me fumbled around and finding the clip. But it's uh, it's one of the greatest fucking things I've ever seen. And we're going to put this up tomorrow, I think, to kind of reboost this post and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So it's it's Eric got uh, some really really cool footage with that uh, that deal. Yeah, I was using a little DJI um, Osmo Pocket Cam. Um, they they run about the same price as a, as a high end GoPro, but it has a built in uh, gimbal in it. In fact, here let me show you guys um, for anybody who's watching on the live show. Um, this is what it looks like. Really cool little piece of tech. They're like three hundred and fifteen dollars for just the base. Yeah, camera. something like that. And you can get all kinds of attachments, and and it fits like you can fit this in a tourniquet pouch. You can fit this in like if yeah, a lot of you guys right. have the, the the dangler pouches, these things fit like right in there. And it's it's nice because a lot of airsofters will only use their GoPro helmet, so like you only ever see like either first person perspective, your gun's perspective. You but it's that sweet, sweet fucking brain exploder. POV cam that he made. Yeah, oh. you got that one. Um, but this is kind of cool because it's really low. So like all those like little in between points where like you're joking with people or, or whatever, and you want a different perspective. Like these are great for content creation, even if you're not using it for airsoft. This isn't a plug, but this is just what we were using. Um, but yeah, it was cool because it was it was nice. Like there was these little moments you'd find. Um, I got these these this cool shot of these guys um, flinging. EG67 P grenades uh, with, <laughs> with a, a fucking, fucking water balloon. <laughs> a mobile, a water a mobile balloon. water system. It was a mobile mortar system, and there's two guys that would hold each side, and they actually operated it like a mortar team. Um, worked, like, like we saw this happen. Oh, yeah, it was so cool. We initially, like, yeah. I, I think it was Corey and I were watching it, like, man, this shit isn't going to work. And they went, yeet. And we were like, oh, oh. 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 Like, cool. So that's fucking dope. There's, yeah. there's going to be a lot more of them next year because they're like they're twenty bucks on Amazon, dude. It was, and you can yeah. just yeah, ling those grenades. Hot tip right now: if you guys want to make launchable EG products, just buy it. Buy this little fucking rubber band water balloon launcher. It works. Just pull it back, yoink the pin, let go. It's fucking sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. And like I said, so we got some video footage of that, but. Um... I'm hoping I can shoot one of those guys as they're pulling it back. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we show up at briefing, surprisingly, kind of on time. We got there like right when everything was starting off. Uh, go through the normal briefing. We load up in the fuck truck, which is that giant trailer, just that turned into an oven of ball sweat about five I, I seconds it. in. It you smelled have, like you like have, stale. Stale pizza and, and Coca-Cola. I'll say, it Derek, was... you didn't have to deal with it because you were in the fucking no, the no, mustache ride line. At Copperhead, at Copperhead 2.5, uh, they did that for the first time to like deploy us random at random locations around the field. Yeah. And uh, my chalk was the last one to go. So we were sitting in that parking lot for like almost two hours until we finally got on. Uh, and, then they, and then they kicked us out right in front of some people and we so, died instantly. We, we get there, and uh, we find a house to, like, kind of load all of our shit up and get set and get kitted. We go up there, and I'm sitting out, and we're just kind of bullshitting, waiting for game to start. 
out of nowhere, McCaleb starts giving this fucking Braveheart speech. It was actually pretty <laughs> decent. I was impressed. I was very impressed. He got up there, and he's he's hollering. He's fucking pepping people up, and everybody's brouhaha. And we're over here taking pictures and fucking off like we always do. Uh, they got to take our freedom. Left. <laughs> give me your belt. Yeah, <laughs> give me your belt. No, and then uh, fucking game start kicks off. And so we all, we get set up, and we're pretty organized. We we start pushing in, and we hit our first port of contact about, I don't know, what, five minutes deep? Punk? Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't take long. We, we, yeah, we get there pretty quick, because they, they always do this thing, and I don't know if they do the same thing for cost and PSA as they do for us, but they always deploy cost PSA. Their pre-deploys are, like, within spitting distance of our fob. And it's super fucking annoying every single time. And so we get out there, and uh, we make contact with them. Everybody's shooting and fucking freaking out and trying to figure out what to do. And we're watching this movement where we've got guys in... We're in houses here. we got guys in houses like kind of across this opening. We've got teams moving up to our left. And so normal, you know, logic would dictate, let the guys on the left push up before we try to push across. Of course, you get some gung-ho dudes that come across like, we need to move! We need to move now! And I'm like, hey, you fucking nerds, hold on a second and let the dudes on the left flank and then we push across when they flank. And next thing I know, there they just go yeeting across the field, and 20 dudes are dead. Like, PSA costs just fucking mop these kids up. <laughs> so we just kind of giggle and watch and laugh. And uh, from then on out, basically all Saturday was cost just beating us in the face with their dicks. We got crapped on all day on that side of the field. It was just a fucking meat grinder. Like, it was... It was really, really rough. I, I, you know, every single game you hear stories about, like, not hit con and this and that. I honestly didn't have any problems with it. Everyone I shot called it. I, I didn't have, I was really surprised. I didn't have a single issue. Even when I was using the sniper rifle, I pulled some shots off. I pulled one off that was just fucking stupid. And this dude, I couldn't believe he even felt it. It was so far out and he still called it. Um, but at some point, I want to say it was like two o'clock on Saturday. Um, you know, Derek's been driving around the cat, like fucking with people, and we see him off and on. Um, Corey and I are on this roof after we'd made a push, and then we look to our left, and like four cost technicals pull up out of what I think were like nine that they fucking had or something. Because I we were getting just dicked down by these cost technicals the whole game. Like there was no getting away from them. It was every five seconds. It was like, oh, we blew one up. Sweet. Oh, two more rolling down the street fuck so they pull up these four pickups pull up and they just unload like 30 dudes and Corey and i are trapped on this roof now so we're like all right well this is where we get fucked i guess and so we're fucking sitting up there and we're shooting and we're holding them off we both get clapped pretty quick i actually think it was chris seltz and another guy uh that shot me like real fucking quick and so I get popped, Corey gets popped, and we're sitting there. But my dumbass had lost my dead rag, like, 15 minutes prior or something. I like always this. lose my dead rag. Yeah, I mean, people people lose their dead. Normally I carry, and from now on, I will always carry two dead rags, just because this, this interaction was so fucking stupid, I can't even express it. So I'm sitting there, and I get hit, and I hear, like, hey, hitch in the booty hat. And I was like, I gave him a thumbs up. I was like, yeah, you guys are still shooting. That's why I'm holding my head down. I was like, good shot. I get up, and I'm like, good shot. And I set my gun to the side. And I'm just literally just leaning like I am now, just on the side of the wall. And then it's like, and I'm like, fuck, hit, dude, hit. And like, pull your dead rag out. If you don't have it out, don't bitch about getting shot. 
And I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, that guy. The Spicy Boys have arrived. The Spicy Boys. So I'm like, I, I just yell. I'm like, lost my dead rag. Please stop fucking shooting me. That'd be dope. And for the next 10 minutes, I shit you not, over the next 10 minutes, they would just randomly light me the fuck up. Like, not a couple BBs. Like, DMR, Sniper, and an LMG would just... Just... Just fucking bukkake my ass. And I just get... And then, then I hear them yelling and arguing to themselves like, He's not calling his hits, the guy on the roof! My gun's five feet from me. I've told them I was hit like 20 times. And I'm like, I fucking learned my lesson. I'm carrying five goddamn dead rags from now on. Because this <laughs> shit is ridiculous. And they keep shooting me and they keep... And then they'd start like chirping and talking shit. And I'm just... And I, at one point, like I just like pull out a water bottle and I'm drinking water. And literally BBs are bouncing off the side of my face while I'm drinking out of the water bottle. And I hear, he's still not calling it. I'm like, y'all are... And then I hear Corey to my right is like, wow. he told you he lost his dead rag, you retards. Like, calm the fuck down. And then the heat just got hotter and hotter from there. and Shit talking keeps going on. And Corey and I are just fucking done. And then, out of nowhere, because Punk and Cass and a bunch of people are in the house that we're on top of, we hear Punk start screaming like he got bit by a fucking rattlesnake. Like, loudest I've ever heard anyone just, like, lose their shit in my entire life. And I'll let him continue the story from here. So here is a... I learned a lot of lessons from this on my own because um, I got, again, it was really hot outside. We, you know, everybody was, I don't know what it was about everybody's I'll attitude. Day, day two is my freak out. I'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So um, day one, um, I'm, I'm, I'm standing in the doorway. I'm holding up my dead, one of my dead rags that actually says I'm fucking hit on it. It says that. Like I'm holding the sign. It's huge. It's the size of a fucking it's, beach it's, towel, yeah. It's giant. Hold on one second. Like it's it's giant. It's, it's hard to miss. <laughs> so I actually have it right here. This is this is what it looks like for everybody who can't see it. It literally says I'm fucking hit. This big thing, it's not a secret. There's no secret that I am out. I'm holding, again, this giant thing. And I had to remind PSA and Cos how to read. I'm hit because it was on my chest and I was still getting shot at. But I digress. So I'm holding the sign. My medic behind me goes, hey, where's your dead? Where's your, your, your ace bandage? And I was like, so I picked up my right foot and I shook it and I, and I put it back down. And I guess I pivoted, um, you know. I, it was perceived that I was aiding my medic. That was not the intention. Um, but I will, I will make sure that that is a better, you know, like I, 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 I'm more mindful of where I put my foot down because this was a huge problem for said gentleman who looks like the one, he looks like the GI Joe from the meme with who's the Marine. He's got the big deal and he's got, he's like, no, he's wearing like a jean vest and, and his chest is open. He's like, yeah, the you remember the the GI Joe was like, "Hey, you forgot your sandwiches." And they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he fucking he looks like that guy." Anyway, and uh, so I'm getting medicked, and and I'm I'm standing there and thinking, "Okay, well, here we go." And um, all of a sudden, I feel this shot in the side of my neck, <laughs> like right right here on the side of my left side of my neck, and it it hits so. <laughs> so hard that it felt my esophagus like jarred to the right and it, it felt like i got punched in the throat and i really wish that that was some kind of cuck snowflake 
over exaggeration of oh i got hit in the neck no this fucking thing flew hard i've been shot in the neck. this thing wilted up like the size of a quarter like a half inch up like it was huge they, they thought that it was embedded in my neck for a good half an hour um before they were like oh no that's oh jesus what the fuck is that <laughs> um it's quite i mean it's questionable what their engagement was but we gauged it around 60 to 70 feet so um you know please watch your engagement distances and if you were over that and, and okay cool like we're not going to argue um but i i started screaming it's like you know when you stub your toe you say the most unimaginable shit like it just comes out of your mouth and you're like who was that was i possessed by satan because what did I say? I think I blacked out for a minute. It, it, Dude. I was screaming, what the actual fuck? Like, can you not fucking read this giant sign I have made for you? The roof, Corey, and I are on is like shaking. We're like, what? The? Like, we, like I said, we look, we like to the point where we like peeked over the roof and I'm still getting shot. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> And and I, I said some things like I was I Jesus praise Jesus I don't come over there and fucking murder you. No, you're like you said I think you said like praise Jesus I don't come over there and stick my dick down your throat into your colon or something yeah. like that. I, just, I, I was gonna basically do a one man spit roast and um yeah, so that was what came out of my mouth. Um and he started and but the entire time, every time I said something where I was like, yo. I'm dead. What the hell are you doing? All he did was talk shit. He didn't start off with like, oh, well, you hated your deal. Or that was only an afterthought when I would, you know, start explaining things a little bit further. He was like, oh, well, yeah, then you did this. But no, the entire time it was all shit talking. He was like, oh, why don't you sit down, fag? What do you want? Aren't you this and that? Like, and I'm not, don't come at me with that sideways. You know exactly what I'm saying when I, when I'm referencing this. Um, you know, just all this nonsense. And, and I got to the point where I was like, you know what, if you can't read this, then I want you to look in your scope and remember what I look like and come find me afterwards and we'll have a talk. Again, I was like, look at my fucking face and come and see me afterwards. And then he started off again and I said it one more time. And then all of a sudden, the shit, the shit talking stopped and he comes beelining out of it. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. This oh shit oh dude 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 like fuck and they're like don't fucking fight and I was like I said straight up and I was like I ain't gonna lay hands on him that's what he wants me to do and and he starts listen here you motherfucker um and uh, I'm like first off and I I actually lean in and I gave him a hug like that I just just to neutralize the whole thing just I lean in I was like hold the fuck up bring it in let's stop getting salty right now because you're about to make a mistake. So, um, he then run, gave me the rundown of all the shit that I did wrong, let alone negate the fact that he shot me in the fucking neck while I was dead. You did the hokey pokey, and apparently that was not what it was all about. That was not what it was all about. And then, so he basically then after after this and that was said, bah, 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 he goes, well, your medic's hands was all I had to shoot at. And I told him, I was like, well, if my medic's hands is all you had to shoot and you're a sniper, then please get better or don't do like Just be better. Please be better. Don't, if you're going to take that little shot, please pull some Novrit shit or get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Well, if it was Novrit shit, he would have been five feet away from you. 
Oof, I'm not. I'm not getting tossing <laughs> that shade. Just so throwing it out there. And again, like this is you know, and I, I was like, oh, too bad you didn't get it on video. Too bad you didn't get all of this on video. I goes, oh no, I got it on video. I have a scope. And I was, and I looked at his gun, and he looks at his gun, and he goes, oh, I left my scope cam at home. And I was like, that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. No one's gonna believe anything that we're saying. I'll say. Um, by this point, Corey and I just like meandered up because initially we like flew off that roof because we were like, "All right, fuck, I get it's hot, we're tired, let's get banned, fuck it, we're scrapping." And yeah, like <laughs> it, we go like, down right, those fucking ladders. This is the end of my Milsim, you know, American Milsim career. But you everybody, know? everybody, had calmed down. We get over there, yeah. and I'm like, I'm just gonna bullshit, and he comes over, and you know, he's, I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, knock my hat off, good shot." It was cool, and he leans in, and he's like, "Hey." Sorry about hitting you in the face twice. And I was like, a lot more than twice, but man, all right, cool. Whatever you want to call it. Man, good shot, okay. man. Good shit. It, it hurt so, like so after this whole thing has gone down, I have been, um, I had one person reach out to me who, I, I, you know, I'm actually, you know what, both people that reached out to me, I'm not going to name names because it's irrelevant. We'll just say person A owns the event and person B owns well, the guy shot me the 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 event owned thing was more that was unrelated though well i mean it was kind of related but it was more related to destruction of the ao was what the first one was we, that we were that we yeah that we witnessed yeah right and so the other person he you know and i i understand that he is um, looking out for his guys, and and I'm not like gonna slam this guy. No, he's not a bad dude. He just they, they're, not, they're you know they got a reputation, or they might not. I don't know. But he reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I'm hearing a bunch of shit from my guys. They, this and this and that happened." And I was like, "Listen, um, I don't concern myself with stories. Uh, there is my truth, there is his truth, and then there is the truth. So I'm not." You know, like it's airsoft. It's trivial to argue about it. It's just a game. We had our heated moment. It was, you know, we're playing out in the sun, and a bunch of tryhards are trying to shoot each other and pretend like it's real. Yeah. So salty they're, boys, they're, just the salty boys, salty. Spicy yeah. boys, be spicy. Yeah, they we're just is what it, of it. Like I said, it's day day two. I had my meltdown. So yeah, and so like after after all that happened, like I honestly felt that. And I'll, I'll admit, because, like, it's you should not have to lose your cool like that. But the circumstance was it is what it was. And, and I could have possibly swore less. Um, <laughs> a little bit but, less volume. A little less volume. But at the same time, it was just everything was caught up. And so I learned, um, you know, that it doesn't need to go like that. And, you know, some people just aren't that great as snipers. So, um, <laughs> well, so, but, Tom, you... Uh, I was just going to say, Tom, we were, because on my side, on Punks and I's side, on, on UFS, it felt like you guys were just kicking our buttholes in all Saturday. Was I completely yeah, mistaken? Guys, like, did you feel like it was more even fight on your side? Because, I mean, we were getting some kills, man, but fuck you. Every time we turned around, there was like 30 AL. We were getting so, flanked. We were getting swarmed. It was nuts. So, I don't know. I was hanging out at the EG tent until 4 o'clock while oh, you guys were out there all burning up. Fucker. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys need a dad. For I will, sure. I, oh, fuck God. I, oh, I my say, gosh, uh, kids. Oh, I, my gosh, kids. I will like, say one it, thing. I do think that uh, this is this is one of the, and I'll, I'll give uh, the UFS command props for this. 
this was and which is which i think is all due to their planning and their upkeep and like the, the time you could tell the time and effort they had spent getting a lot of the base work done because i heard nothing but completely actionable comms traffic on both platoon net and command net the entire weekend now day two there was some kind of weird issue where we were getting dial tones through uh, several channels which yeah I didn't know that, was, was that was that was that was weird i feel that way well, i feel like that may have been a jammer but uh that's neither here nor there uh, but it, it was one of the few times where like I legitimately like, it, normally it's like oh, this guy over there in the bush and, like you're trying to like give a frago intel like it's it's code this or it's called alpha bravo and it just stomps over he's like there's a guy in the bush there's a guy in the bush right there still a guy in the bush oh my god he's not calling his hits it's like will you get the fuck off the net please but no it was it was all like legitimate traffic it was you know people were answering people were talking back people were doing what they were supposed to um, no it, it, it's far improved it's far improved on both sides psa was really good too as well it was actionable intel hey there's 30 ufs guys in building number blah 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 mm -hmm. blah we're coming in from this side with x amount of guys so on and so forth it's all actionable stuff it's actual stuff the flow of the game that's going to the commander mm -hmm. and i think they've done a lot better job of weeding out that type of player that's going to get on that net you know what i mean so it's uh a little bit easier to communicate back and forth with uh chain of command at least teach them how to use it right but that was i was really impressed by that that was one thing that on day one that i was like damn that was some that was some solid shit so and I then, do always enjoy a uh, lineup or and, the briefing when it's nothing but hot mics. Yeah. Well, and the other thing was the tasking was pretty excellent. Um, it was, if anything, it was a, so I was the squad leader for our little, our little fuck band. Um, but that being said, it was, uh, it was probably my fault if we didn't get any fragos or tasking. Cause I just wanted to shoot shit the entire time. So I just kind of like no. this in the direction of the blap blaps and we went. And so, but from what I heard, a lot of people got a lot of tasking. They did a really good job That's of good. getting fragos put down. So, I mean, props all around to UFS command, especially props all around to cost command. Cause like I said, it felt like you dudes were out flanking us, out maneuvering us just yet. You had, and a lot of it has to do with, I think that you guys had way more text than we did, but that's, that's a gripe for another time. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The vehicles were clutch and keeping guys fresh and moving really people up and uh, and so on and so forth. Because the AO was a mile wide. Mm -hmm. It was literally a mile wide back and forth to your fob. So if you got up on one side of the line and you had to walk back, you were smoked. That was yeah. like the, the thing with the yeah. event. And and uh, I have to confess, I was not 100% for the event. So I promised my wife that I would take it easy. And so I did. And that's why I did not start until four o'clock and go out there. And the whole reason that I wanted to do it is I had a couple goals mm. to go ahead and do. One was to get uh, Darren from Enola Gay's boy, Dominic, involved in some something mm. as far as that goes. In his first national event, too? Oh. It was his first national airsoft event, 13 years old. Uh, he's kind of following in the footsteps of Stone. Now, I was going to say, preface to that is normally AMS does not allow kids that young. You have to have a real, real vetting process. So it's not like yep. not everybody. Anybody can just come. Kid. Yeah. Nope. You gotta have you gotta have a kid that's mature enough to be able to handle it. There's gonna be a discussion about it. It's gonna be frank, and that I do appreciate. That vetting process is very very good uh, for them. So uh, that's kind of you got. He had a really, and this is a credit to you and the people that he was running with on cost. He had a really good group of people surrounding him and giving him just tons of positive reinforcement. 
um, yeah, Tom, Kate, his dad, you know, like was Robo was with him too for a short spell as well. Oh, certainly, certainly. I think they were uh, early in the morning, so uh, on that side of things. But that that was my whole mission was to make sure that that young man had a good time. Yeah, and uh, on that side of thing, and that was mission accomplished as far as that goes. It's like uh, doing those things. So our 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 first mission or my first involvement in the game was to walk up to Cost Command. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Tom, what's up? What can I do for you? Let's get in a fight. We got a young guy with us. Let's go find something to go do. And that's something that a lot of people that if they if you bitch about not getting tasking, if you complain about never doing a frago, oh, we didn't get to do anything. We just sit in a house all day. Go talk to Command. Get on the net. Ask did, for did tasking. Ask, ask for, for something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ask? Thing. That was something I heard more on Platoon Net than I've ever heard before. Was this is Delta One? This is Delta Two. We're in house blank blank. Do you have anything for us? We're getting pushed. We'd like to be able to maneuver, or we're holding the CP. There's nothing going on here. Can we vacate? You know, like everyone is asking for tasking. It was really cool to listen to people who at least had some fucking idea what they wanted. Yeah, and I, I'll 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 second that too. Is that the this is my third um, Copperhead that I've been to. And this is the first Copperhead where um, my people who I was running with, A, gave me the channel that they were on so I could communicate with them. Because they're like, they, they would have their channel. And then I would be like, hey, can you put me on the, the thing? And then they wouldn't. And I'm like, cool. So hopefully I don't get lost, which I did. Um, but this is the first one that like, I got to talk with people and the communication is great in stressful uh, situations come to find out. So it, it really was, it was a, it was a pleasure. When comms experience. works, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was, I, I, it was a lifesaver. So. <laughs> I played Saturday. Um, I, I had planned it cause I didn't have any, I was driving my Arctic cat and I didn't have any real heavy weapons. With me, it was kind of a last-minute decision to bring the Arctic Cat, so I decided that what it can be is just uh, logistics. It can move around the field quickly. And when we got there, I saw a Zane get out of his truck and get in his wheelchair, and then I saw him just chilling at the fob, and I had a seat open. Like, Zane, just jump in. And the, the most fun we had was we were just doing drive-bys on people, especially That's we, we just... With that megaphone, we discovered that if you don't act hostile, if you're just chilling, we just drove right by their FOB several times. And then, like, on the third pass around, just driving by guys shooting at each other and no one's shooting at us. Uh, we just, Zane pulls out a box of uh, tagging 67 grenades he has. And so we're just slowly driving up behind guys and just tossing these out and driving. That was the most fun <laughs> I had. And I didn't even have to leave the vehicle. <laughs> you lucky bitch. So, I guess that that probably kind of wraps up Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start because so the cast stories really started ah. from Saturday night into Sunday. Uh, Saturday night, some of you lucky individuals got introduced to the legend that is Frank Douglas. And for any of you who were not there, our boy Frank Douglas was a bull, a uh, desert frog that Cass just happened to find and decided deserved to uh, hang uh, yes. around his pocket the entire night. He was just pulling Rack. out people like, Rack. "Yo, check this out, Rack bar." So uh, we we started drinking at like, oh god, probably before the game. So you know we get we get near the end of the day and everybody's just torched, and we just keep going. And so at some point in the night. 
Cass found a fucking bullfrog. Stuck it in his pocket, named him Frank, <laughs> named Frank Douglas, and started walking around to the different houses with him. And I've heard more stories about this fucking frog than I have ever heard <laughs> about any human being in my entire life. Uh, at one point, uh, Quad Nods, he was like, hey, Cass walks up, because he just like debos the shit out of everybody. Like, there's no getting away from it. He walks up and he's like, hey, put your nods on. Look at the frog through your nods. It puts on in the helmet, flips the nods down, and Cass immediately just goes, Mwah! and smooches the frog right <laughs> on his fucking lips. <laughs> then he and then he's throwing it on people as they're sleeping. people while they're trying to sleep. He fucking goes to the Overwatch house and to the EG house and the Evike house, and he's like, y'all met Frank Douglas? And they're like, what? And he just, like, slaps the frog on the table. <laughs> and the frog would, like, pee on the table, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Frank Douglas, what's wrong with you? We're guests! And he's like... <laughs> it, was, it was some of the wildest shit I've ever seen. Frank Douglas survived the night. He was let he go. Did. Yeah, he was he let was go. Let we, go. We put some water on him and put a puddle near him and let him go, and he seemed, he seemed uh, disturbed but happy. He was later. Uh, he, he was later eaten that night by a tarantula. Shut up! Don't you say don't that. Don't you, you talk about Frank Douglas like that. I uh, I missed that fantastic photo shoot y'all did because I was prepping for the you night did. game. You did. All, only to find out that there was no night game. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> you, know, you guys have seen our uh, our Facebook page and our Instagram. We've got a couple like kind of actually pretty legit photos of us leaning up against yeah. Corey's uh, juiced out fucking inferior Lexus. Uh, and, uh... The, the Kyle wagon. The, yeah, the Kyle wagon. The Kyle mobile. It, it comes with, uh, broken drywall in the back. But, yeah. we took some really, we, we got some really dope shots. Mo mostly thanks to, uh, Carl, who is unfortunately not with us right now, because he's on a flight from BB Dynamics. And then, uh, we rolled right into Sunday. Which, I had a lot more, I had a couple of grabs and complaints on Saturday, just because we were getting our, nobody likes getting the shit kicked out of them. But I'm willing to admit, like, we were getting fucked up on Saturday. Sunday was a different goddamn story. From game start to game end, I yeah. felt like we were pushing and flanking and just beating the shit out of everything we saw. It was fucking awesome. I have, I, one of my, my most memorable in-game moments was from Sunday. It was, um, ah, damn, that was a lot of fun. We had, um, uh, it was myself, Cass, and Luke. Um, and I think... Fritz might have been there too. I don't recall. You never know where Fritz is, man. That kid's a fucking. He was. He, that is... guy, he was running around a lot. So props to him. But I just I couldn't remember who the, the fourth person was. So I apologize. But it may have been Ellis. Um. Yeah. It might have been actually. Ellis was with us quite a bit. But um. So we get stuck in this this one house. Um. With their very limited. Like there was some holes in the windows. And that was really all that we could, because almost all of the windows that were in that house were closed, but the doors, but the doors were unlocked. So it was like it was a perfect, you know, like it was a nice secluded, you know. Anyway, so um, we had a couple guys, a couple stragglers come up, and we, me and this one guy start like I'm, I'm using a bolt action pistol, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, do you have that handy? Can say, you show uh, the audience? Would you like? Uh, to, uh, would you like to show the audience, Juicy Smolier? Juicy Smolier. Juicy Smolier. If if you guys have seen the new Dave Chappelle Netflix special, you'll know what we're talking about. We uh we decided to name because we've just been cracking the fuck up the entire trip about that goddamn special. We decided to call his uh his new pirate cannon a Juicy Smolier. 
I so hope you get that written somewhere on it. Oh yeah. So this right here is a, an um, an Aries Amoeba Striker AS03. This is um, Cass actually gave this to me, so you can see this right here. This uh, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> is Juicy Smolier. This is Juicy Smolier, um, and I actually just ordered a bunch of uh, parts for it. But anyway, I digress. Um, I was clearing houses with this thing. I was shooting people from 250 feet away with this thing. Um, this hands down is my favorite airsoft gun to date. Like I, I could... <laughs> he's clearing houses with a bolt action pistol, which to preface, it only shoots 350. So it's more than legal yeah. for fucking indoor. Yeah, this was, um, this is actually my indoor gun as well. So this is, um, in a rifleman. Um, but it was basically like playing airsoft on hard mode. Uh, but where are we going? Anyway, so I, I look at this guy in the in the thing, and he was like, "Dude, I'm coming in." And I was like, "Bro, I want you, you and me. Let's do this right now." And I like we like we're both on each side of the door, and we're like, "All right, motherfucker, like open the door, let it go." And like he kind of puts his gun in there and tries to shoot and ricochet it. So we close the door, and Luke goes, "You know what, man? Fuck this shit." And he fucking while while Cass is looking at him, and I'm kind of right behind the door, ready to if go. Cass, mean mugs you. You're captivated. You're stuck, or you're getting yeah. Fucked. Whew. And then all of a sudden, Luke goes, fuck this shit, pulls out a banger, pulls it, and then we're both just looking at the guy, and we're like, later. And he fucking puts the grenade outside, and we close the door, and he just stands there like... Fuck. It's like the old Looney Tunes, where he puts the sign just to help. <laughs> it was. So that was our first group of guys that, that you know, was just kind of straggling in, and then across the street, we had a technical, and then we were taking out guys in the, on, the, on the corners of the houses and stuff, through these little broken shit in the walls... And it got escalated and escalated. And then we had a five, five or six man team try to stack up and take the house from us. And that didn't happen. We, we actually fought off two guys with snipers, um, or I should say one guy with a sniper, one guy with a bolt action, indoor gun, and Luke's HPA. And we, we fought him off. And then I'm standing on outside. By the way, like th all this has happened within about an hour, hour and a half. We wasted so much of their time. Yeah, I think, I think at this point, Tom's and I were over at the Lilosa Exchange with Robo Murray and all them. Yeah, we'll get to that we were at. So um, I'm outside watching the thing because they wanted to go inside and do like, um, like Taliban photos where we're like, "Where's your squad? Where's your squad?" And do a fake execution and all that that stuff, and I get killed on the outside and i'm like oh shit okay well i can't say anything because i'm dead and they're in there playing larp uh taking videos and whatnot and then all of a sudden to my left i see this open field out of about 12 guys start coming through like you would see in in you know movies or whatever and then you would see um to my right to my 12 one like a whole squad of like six or seven coming out of the house and I look across the street, and the house that we've been fought off just got reinforced. There's a technical coming down, and they were all there for little old us. <laughs> they they came through twice. We we fought them off, and the third time they brought basically more people than we could. And, yeah, but it was just. And I told them, I was like, listen, you guys are making my dick hard. You guys are giving me so much attention. Like this is awesome. You guys are the best. All this for little uh, me. For all this, for little old us, and um, Sisu's crew came through, and um, her and I took a dead selfie Don't together. Don't dare revive that motherfucker! Yeah, she, they're like, oh, get the wounded, get the wounded, this and that, and then she sees me, and I look at her, and I nod, and she goes, but nobody revived this motherfucker right here! And I was like, you know how to, you know how to sweet talk a girl.
So that was uh, that was where we uh, the three of us, Luke, Cass, and myself. We basically just wasted so much of the time with little to nothing, and I I felt pretty good about that, even though we got a shit push at the end. Sunday was, was a lot of fun because I think my Sunday started with uh, we rolled this hard fucking push that was actually kind of awesome. We come up in between these two roads, two sets of houses, and we're trying to take both roads at the same time. So we have a bunch of guys go up and stack up on this house, and they get they're getting fucked on. And we're in this middle field in the middle of them, and actually rolled on. It was a couple. Of, it was one of the guys from the uh, Gorilla Airsoft podcast that we we went in there and. Uh, which, if you guys haven't heard of them, you should have. They've been doing it for like ten years. Uh, go check them out; they're awesome guys. But we, I rolled on one of them, shot him in the butt cheek a couple of times, um, and then we got to a we got to a point where we were getting pinched from the houses over here and these houses kind of like at an angle ahead of us and uh, on the other side, and so we pulled back. And we pushed up the entire side of this left side on all these houses, took it, swept around, and came back down and took that. And then uh, a couple hours later, about an hour and a half later in the same area, I think it was CP2, CP1, I'm not real sure. Corey and I are up on a roof, and we, because we like being rooftop white boys. And so... We go up on a roof with whose ladder? Yeah, with 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 uh, the Mervin's ladder. We're, we're, so we're yeah. on this roof. There's a couple of times we didn't have it, though. Yeah, no. So we didn't have it until the very fucking end. Corey had to, like, yeet me up on these roofs. Like, But the problem was we'd get up on a roof, he'd get up on a roof, and he'd be like, I want to go on that roof. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this to me? And then we get up on the roof. And finally, like, the third roof, he's like, he's as tired as I am because I've been doing it, like, all day, and he, like, j- just shown up. And he's like, all right, fuck this. I'm tired, too. We'll just say, this is Ford asshole now. We're staying here. We're not moving. <laughs> and so, uh... We 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 uh, my my little freakout moment on Sunday was uh, I, don't know, I I'll preface this with uh, I've made amends for this, but <laughs> I get I get clapped on this roof like fucking hard. So I pull my dead rag out. And I'm sitting there, and this I'm not gonna name the guy. He knows who he is. Uh, he rolls up, and he puts his you know because he's got a gun that an LMG they can't use and close quarters so he puts it away and he pulls out his pistol and he runs up and he does a cool run like it's a dope ass fucking run up and he clears the corner and just gets lit by like five people and also a grenade that we went off that we were all pretty sure had gotten him because i'm at an angle on the roof above that i can see there's not really like a distance issue like i can see what's going around going along and uh thought the grenade got him he's kind of he's upset and he's kind of chirping back and i'm trying to be playful but uh it goes from playful to hurtful real fucking quick. And so we keep arguing with each other. And uh, luckily, Chris Sells had kind of like rolled up because we said I'd said some particularly nasty things that I'm not proud of. Um, but what I was prefacing with this is uh, I went at the raffle, you know, went up, made a point to apologize, told him that my behavior was unacceptable. Doesn't matter if who was at fault. I'm going to take responsibility for it. Um, that's not that's not what this game's about. This game's not about being a fucking giant dickhead. So, uh, that's my little life lesson on this one is, uh, even if it's, even if it's the other guy's fault, even if you think it's the other guy's fault, which wasn't the case here. I mean, this was mainly me just fucking own up to it. Be the bigger man. There's no point. That doesn't hurt you any. Um, and then the game progressed from there where we went back to the fob, refit, met up with Robo's crew and then went and rolled on the Losa and had a, just a great time because Russo, Mendoza, um, I can't remember. I don't know her name. Uh, there's Slayerella, and there's this FNG Snapple is her Instagram handle. I, I have no idea what her name is. And uh, a couple of their guys were all playing Lelosa, and they are just playing it up. Russo especially was 
the boy deserves a fucking Academy Award, right? He's yeah. yelling all, he, he had like he knew like one word in Spanish, so he'd yell a bunch of fucking gibberish and then throw out one Spanish word at the end. But uh, I see Tom just like sitting over against the house, uh, one the house in the back of this at one point with his dead rag out, and I walk over and I'm kind of bullshitting with him, and he's like, "Man, I thought the fucking game was over. I was just chilling over here." And the next thing we know, uh, it escalates between Lilosa and UFS again, particularly between Robo Murray and Russo. And Robo or Russo grabs Robo, puts a gun to his head, and starts backing up. Clearly, all in the role play fashion. And he starts backing up, backing up, backing up, like, hey, oh man, fuck you, put those all this bullshit. And then Robo grabs his wrist and his elbow and like kind of hip shucks him to the fucking ground. <laughs> and Tom's and I are like, oh shit! And we start lighting the fuck up, just shooting anything we could see. And it was one of the funniest things I think I've seen in a game. No, it, it, that was actually really, really funny. I, I enjoyed that part of the game. Uh, I was pretty much done for the day. I got my murder death kill on. Oh, and. And uh, everybody was burnt. I mean, the heat index alone on Saturday was 110 degrees for the heat Ooh. index. So, yeah, you, I was burnt. You were burnt. Everybody was a lobster. I, I was toasty. at the game. Yes, yeah. it was. It was toasty uh, as far as that goes. But I did. I had a great time on Sunday. I had a great time on Saturday too uh, with oh, Dominic. Shit, you I had sat a, on a couch and hung out with Christian from EG. How do you not have a good? I I mean, come on, you know, after doing this stuff for 26 years, I got to let all you young guys go, like, get it out of your systems first. And then I just come in like fuck a champ and just knock you out for the rest of the day. You, you know, were, I would say you were helpful as shit the first part of Sunday. Night, we rolled on those houses fucking hard. We rolled on those houses hard. I was definitely filming an episode of uh, let's uh, pimp your house Milsim style for sure. I was, uh, I was like, this one smells like rat shit. I'm not staying here. This one doesn't have the right windows. This one doesn't have murder holes. I don't like this and, uh, Nope. And we, and we did. And it was pretty impressive to watch uh, pretty much a full platoon of about 40, 45 guys walk out uh, past our position where we had basically pinched them and murdered them all on Sunday. And then uh, it was really fun to go ahead and clear up the rest of the buildings. And then I, I found a place that I liked. And uh, I got in there and I stayed there for about an hour in this building. And how did did your new Polar Star rig work out? So my first like kill was like less than 10 feet or so with it on Saturday. And then I was engaging targets about 250, 260 feet accurately across the field. So it's making real nice shots clean shots, things like that. I didn't have any problems with it. Um, you'll see in the video footage that I shot from Sunday, me like being under duress. There's literally three technicals outside of the building and 30 guys trying to get into the building and I'm trying to change out CO2 Ooh. cartridges. Hold on one second. Hey guys, anyone who's still in the chat right now, because I know we're getting close to wrapping it up, it's getting late. Uh, just put up a here or a, or something, put up your name so we can, uh, Corey wants to do a ASAP shirt giveaway. We only Ooh. had a very, very limited number of these. Those things are hot. They are pretty yeah. badass. I figured we'd wait till the end, see who actually stuck with it. So put in a here or want or gib or gimme in the chat, and uh, we're going to pick somebody to give one of these shirts away too because we actually only gave them away to our sponsors and our sponsor teams. So if you guys want nice. one of these shirts before we get out of here, because we're about to start wrapping this up and doing the outro, just... Uh, Put up a comment, and we will send a DM to whoever we choose after the show is over. Sweet. So leave the comments in there, guys. Uh, anybody's left that needs one. Brian, you already got one. 
Or you should have already got one with Overwatch. But uh, pop those comments up. We'll pick somebody to give one to. And then uh, I guess we're getting pretty close to the wrap-up here. I mean, we've we've gone a little bit longer than we intended, but I, I feel like the stories are pretty funny. We had a lot to say, yeah. I, I do have one last cast story, which I heard secondhand, <laughs> but makes me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, so, I think I already know it's what you're talking yeah, about. I was, so, I was that one. Yeah, so Punk was telling me that uh, Cass, being the large, intimidate, very intimidating black gentleman, he's actually he's a fucking teddy bear if you get to know him. He's a great dude. But uh, they're in this house, right? And uh, there's this random kid in there. Cass pulls out a flask of uh, water and takes a sip. And he looks at this my, kid. My flask of water. Yeah, his flask. Punk's flask of water. Takes a sip. Yeah. Like I'm about to. And he goes, uh, he looks at this kid and he goes, hey. You want some of this? And the kid's like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, put hair on your chest. And he's like, uh, maybe. No, I think I'm okay. And Cass looks at him dead in the eyes and goes, get any pussy? Kid handled it better than I would have. Like, what What the fuck do you do in that situation? The guy's 6'4", 230 pounds and black is like, you get any pussy? Do you smile? Do you nod? Do you say yes? Do you say no? What do you say like, yeah. What do I do in this situation? I'm this, kid, this kid like grabbed Mom's his gun. Mom, come pick like, me up. I'm scared. This kid grabbed his gun. And was like, squad leader. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's probably my favorite story from the from the entire weekend. Was this uh, during the game? Yeah, this is during yeah. the game. <laughs> and 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 Cole Cole is not doing it any justice because uh, it's hard to mimic. Uh, Cass's mannerisms and the way he, you can't do it, but he, um, just the way he said it, his timing and everything, it was just fucking gold. That's honestly, that's one of the funniest things about him is the timing. Just the, uh, he, he kind of pauses and he'll look in your soul for about 10 seconds and he's like, and then he'll fucking say some shit and then you're like, disarmed, shooketh, shooketh. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll honestly, I, I, I was so, so final thoughts of the event. I was gonna say uh, some was, goods, some bads. What can be approved for next time? Uh, Derek, you go, then Tom, then me, then Punk. Okay, cool. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, my favorite thing about uh, Copperhead is the AO itself and the block party that you can have. I mean, it's the only place, the only event in the country where you you get all of those elements together. And regardless of the temperature, I mean, you're just bound to have a good time just hanging out. Um, the game, the gameplay itself was was good. I don't have any complaints. I had a lot of fun. It was my first time driving a vehicle. Uh, Zane and I had fun just driving around, throwing grenades at people and screaming obscenities through uh, we'll through the bullhorn. On, we'll hopefully have Zane on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, biggest thing I'd say uh, that can be improved is, like Tom said, I would say just more planning into the dam. Game. All right, who next? It's me. Hey, look, man, it's just airsoft. You know, yep. sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you get it shot does. in the neck by a sniper rifle, or sometimes you get <laughs> upset over somebody throwing a grenade and everything else like that. But you know what? You're an adult. You need yep. to just relax and chill out because what you're doing is you're messing with your good time and taking it overly seriously by hearing those stories and stuff like that. You just, it's not going to do you any good. It's just going to take it out of the game. Just, it's, it's quicker just to be like, all right, dude done walk the other direction 
and just go be the bigger, better person because you can go get back into the fight. And that's really what we're there for anyways, to hang out with our friends, have fun and do the fight. As far as like players go and things like that, I think the number one saw that I, that I saw was players uh, not uh, medicating themselves correctly by dragging their dead buddies back there. You guys need to work on that. Um, sit down. Don't stand up. There's no standing up and having your friend hold your hand while we go off the medic. Whee! This is fun. Yes. You know, that was my, I saw that on both sides. Uh, you know, that's the rule. You got to drag people uh, around as far as that goes. I think just a better planning, like Derek said on the dam was good. Overall, the gameplay was good. I wanted, uh, I thought John Michaela's briefing on Sunday morning was excellent. He laid that all out really, really well of what we needed to do. And I think we need to see more of that happening with that command in there. Cause I knew exactly what we were doing Sunday morning. It's like, okay, we're going up to candy. We're going to go kick some candy ass up there. That's what we're going to go do. So that's what I did uh, as far as that end of things go. But that's my thoughts on the event. I'll see you guys next year if they have it there again, which I don't see why they wouldn't. So mm-hmm. haven't missed one yet. So it'll uh, be a little bit different event, but that's all I have to say about it. My, my biggest thing is I, I come to these events to hang out with you. And on that point, it was an A++. I had such a fucking blast outside of the game. It was nuts. It was great seeing people like Chris, who I haven't seen since Copperhead 2.5. Great seeing the EG crew. Awesome seeing the Overwatch guys. It's great seeing you, Tom. I, I never actually had a conversation with you in person uh, until this event. So on that aspect, I had a fantastic time. Gameplay-wise, I'll give it a B plus or an A. You know, um... Saturday, and that's and that's entirely mostly up to the fact that I just got my butthole kicked in so hard on Saturday, so it's hard for me to hard for me to press it. So it's no, it's no uh, no fault of AMS me not having a good time on Saturday. I had a great time on Sunday though, and uh, I thought everyone did a really good job. I thought the command structure was fantastic. Um, as far as improvements go, I th- I don't run these events, so it's hard to it's hard to like get some kind of overhead view and have an idea of what I think should have worked properly, what I think should have been done differently, so I'm going to keep my foot out of my I will touch on the fact that you were talking about uh, getting pissed off in games. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, fuck it. Uh, everybody's guilty of it. It happens. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just something that you're going to have to deal with. Um, but be... Try to go out of your way once you calm down and once you're... To go and apologize. You know, it means all the way. Walk up, tell me, hey man, look, I'm sorry. That was a god. I lost my temper. And if they don't accept it, they don't accept it. There's nothing you can do. If they do, then you move on from that. And hey, who knows? You might make a new friend. So, overall, I had a great time. I make a new friend. Right? Punk, you and then the outro. Um, I will say that um, all in all, I had a great time, and I want to also second what Tom was saying about um, we are all adults. We are all here to have a good time. If you have the, um, if you have it in you to just walk away from a situation, absolutely, that is the way you should do it. Um, You know, unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way, and that's why I wanted to preface my story with, you know, I learned a lot of lessons. that, you know, hey, we're not all perfect. Um, I could have handled myself a little differently. Um, so I'm also, only going to take... Don't throw piss bottles out of a window. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. It sounds like life lessons were learned from the kids this weekend. So that's yeah. a good thing. Growing, <laughs> yeah. growing as people is a good thing. You know, we, yeah. like you said, we're not all perfect. And, no. and, that's, and that's the case. You know, yeah. but we can, had... be, we can try to be kinder to one another. 
You know what I mean? And save yeah. that bullshit for the internet, not on the airsoft field. <laughs> Listen here, airsoft, Mr. Rogers. Calm down. Wholesome is not what we do on the show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the most wholesome guy that you guys will meet. So that's it. And and we have the opener for the episode right there, Cole. Um. So yeah. No. And 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 also the second what Cole said. Uh. This is one of the my the one of my favorite years last year and this year. Or actually every year I've had a good time. But this one in particular was just really nice. I just had a great time. So. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I can't talk any. You know, poorly on the, the you know the night game because I didn't play. I can't talk any. You know, I can't put any words in because of the the dam because I didn't play. So, um, the out of game stuff was. Like, yeah, everything. Was oh fun. yeah, that was fun. I I, I enjoyed the out of game stuff uh, even more so than the in game stuff. All right. With that being said, uh, another serious airsoft podcast is based around the terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about their toy guns and their adventures using them. And with the lack of follow through, airsoft has exuded. It's a fucking miracle. We've made it to episode 14. If you like what you heard, great. Let us know about it in the comment section. And if you don't, keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism. Call your hits. Don't let the see- the admins see in your uh, flask of water. And we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you on episode 15.